This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show! Spoiler alert! What Did You Watch This Week is a candid discussion about recent movies and TV shows, and it may contain spoilers if you haven't watched them yet. Listen at your own risk. And seventy-four. What did you watch this week? My name is Mike, and as always, I am John. <sighs> How's it going, John? It's uh, it's going okay, Mike. How about for yourself? Pretty good. I just cracked open a full twenty-eight fluid ounces of zero sugar Powerade white cherry. Mm. Don't see a lot of white cherries out in the world. I know. Yeah, it's like. Uh, it's like, uh, was it, uh, like blue raspberry? Mm, yeah. Yeah. I've never I'll, seen I'll a, find a lot of those. I've never seen a real blue raspberry, but yet that is an artificial flavor that you see in a lot of candies. This is an accurate statement. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, did you get an opportunity to watch some stuff this week? I know last week you, you didn't have a lot of opportunities. Nope. No, I, I didn't watch a lot of stuff this week either. Um, no, it's just work is really sucking up a lot of my life. Yeah, I did I watch. I did watch some basic shows and I did go to live pro wrestling on did, um, Saturday night. OK, you say you watch some basic shows. Are you talking the shows themselves were basic, like basic bitches or no, no, no. Like the stuff we kind of typically watch, but nothing extra this week, really. Roger that. So you watch basic bitches, not extra bitches. Ten four. Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, well, we did actually agree to conclude the new Masters of the Universe and watch all five episodes. Yes. Um, are you happy that you did that? Yeah, I'm glad to have that done. Okay. Did you? So, what did you think of it as a whole? As a whole, um, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, there were definitely some parts that I didn't like. Um, yep. Not to sound generic. There's some parts that I didn't like, but there's some parts that I did like. Right. It was good, but it wasn't great. Uh, no, I I liked the story arcs, although they felt very rushed. Like oh, tremendously the, rushed. The two the sword split into two halves and returned to where it's from. One's in heaven, one's in hell. Okay, that's one episode per. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, I yeah. appreciated the uh, the world building, though, of, you know, what's happened to Eternia now that the magic is gone and how people were suffering and the world was suffering and Orko. We got a backstory on Orko. Yeah, that was interesting. I did appreciate yeah. the backstory on Orko as a whole. Yeah, because he was a baby and his parents thought he was going to be an oracle and all he could say was Orko. Yep. So it kind of stuck. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I thought Orko was always short for Oracle. Hmm. So I guess you were kind of right. I saw a meme that said He-Man 
protected Castle Grayskull for over 200 episodes in Skeletor number one. Tila had it for five episodes, and Skeletor became the master of the universe. Ooh. Yeah. Yeesh. That's kind of... It's kind of brutal. It's yeah, rough, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know if I uh, if I follow that logic, but yeah, um, I I thought it was fairly apt. Um, the little twist there at the end, where Skeletor had been hiding, you know. Yep. We assumed that he had been killed, like He Man, but. Nope, he did the Skeletor thing, and you yep. know that definitely made sense from a character perspective. I mean, what did, but, but what did you think of that? That um, you know, him popping out of the scepter and, and stabbing, you know, and running at him through just before he said, "I have the power." <sighs> it was very 1980s cartoon. Uh, yes, it was. You know, tremendously it, was 1980s cartoon. Yeah, you know, um, he he's not dead because we right. we all watched the after show that was nothing but Kevin Smith congratulating himself. Oh, that was fucking. I mean, sorry, that was fucking dumb. He was. I, I apologize for swearing himself off. again. Yeah. Oh, big time, big time. Stroking his own ego, stroking his own. Uh, I mean, he, oh god, it couldn't have been worse when they did the the commercial for the toys. And they're like, we've got a commercial that was done by a phenomenal Hollywood director, and he's like, really? Oh, we should definitely put that on. Yeah, no thanks. Um, but yeah, so Adam is mortally wounded. Air quotes. Um, didn't like that. I did like the fact that all the other champions that came before, when they took their place in heaven, they went there as their, you know, buff self. And Adam's like, nah, I want to be my me, you know, my, my wimpy little self. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. He's the, Oh, he's the only one that, um, that said that he wanted to remain his, you know what I mean? And I was like, okay, all right. That makes, I guess that shows what type of person he is or his character, you know? Yep. Yep. I thought it was good. Um, I, I thought it was again, very fortuitous that they're like, nobody's ever left this place, but here's a secret door leading out of this place. Right. In case you ever need it. (laughs) Um, but nobody can leave it, but if you want to, you can, but don't, but you can, yeah, I just um, like I said, I, I I enjoyed it. Um, I had some issues with it. Um, like you said, they they they, they rushed through some of the storylines that maybe could have been stretched out more. Um, but they did that with all five episodes. They really rushed. But He Man basically did the same thing. It's like let's wrap everything up in this half hour, whereas this was at least you know it's a continuous story through these first five episodes. But I feel like they could have definitely spread this out more and gotten more episodes out of it. Mm. The uh, I, I agree completely. I think that this could have been a sprawling epic, kind of like what they're doing with Transformers right now. You know, it yes. could have been a much more sprawling Which epic. I did not get around to watching. Okay. Um. Yeah, they could have really um, gone. They don't have to make it into like you know a seven hundred episode arc, right. but they 
definitely could have gone a little bit bigger and a little bit more ambitious and spread it out a bit more so that we weren't like, oh, one twenty-one minute episode takes us to hell, and then there's yep. a back door that leads to heaven, um, and then a twenty-one minute episode in heaven, and we're back out. Yep. Yeah. And all I have to do is now that um, they reforged the sword is you know speak the magic words again and bring magic back to the world. Seemed pretty simple, and then Skeletor takes it over, and you know, Evelyn automatically he's like, oh, okay, well I guess I'm just back with him. Yeah, it, it was nice seeing her kind of like not she, like she was doing stuff for herself. You know, she wanted to help the sorceress to help magic and she helped the girls and they all kind of bonded. It was nice seeing that. And then, yeah, to see her just be like, Meh, I was starting to like you guys, but see ya. Wah, wah. Yeah, right. So. <sighs> all right. I. I don't want to make something out of nothing. Oh, you sure can. That That's kind of what this podcast is all about. Fair enough. So on the, on the after show, we meet Tiffany Smith, who was the voice of, of Andra. Uh-huh. Tila's partner, if you will, from episode two on. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Is Andra... Uh, black. Well, uh, no idea. Andra, you mean I mean, the cartoon or yeah, 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 the, the cartoon, comic? the cartoon. Okay, so I was going to say she, she, the actress even says, you know, that this character appeared in like one comic book, um, right? In the cartoon, I believe so. Yes. I mean, I think so. I mean, yes. that that was, and but Tiffany Smith is very white. What? Isn't she? she? No, she was not. I thought she was when I saw her on the on the after show. Uh, no, I don't believe so. Okay. Like I said, I don't want to make something out of anything. Yeah. Like no, now I'm looking it up to double. She check, appears but. very white to me, and when I googled her to find out, you know, is 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 she white? Um. You know, she starred as as Meghan Markle in a movie. Mm-hmm. Who I also thought was white. So uh, I don't negative, know, sir. No, negative. Am I thinking of Meghan Markle or somebody else then? Uh, no, you are just uh, you. You may be thinking of her differently. She's married to Harry. She's now uh, royalty. Right. And so Tiffany Smith was playing Meghan Markle in a movie. Yes. And Meghan Markle is white. Negative. So Meghan Markle is not white. Meghan Markle is not a white woman, my friend. What is she then? Uh, she is uh, African descent, at least partly. <sighs> okay. Oh, all right. Okay. This here, she identifies as being mixed race. Yeah. Okay. Her father is Because that's part of the controversy with uh, with her being married into the royal family. Oh, I had no idea about that. I don't keep up with that stuff. Okay. I don't. So I would yeah. imagine that Tiffany Smith uh, identifies the same way. Okay. Fair enough then. I, and the reason why I bring it up, because the only reason why I bring it up is because like they made a big, um, not a big production. That's not what I want to say, but they made, well, they made a big point of saying like, Hey, we shouldn't be having white people voice 
black characters. You know, that's right. why we had, you know, on Family Guy and on, um, you know, the one with the hormones. Oh, Big Mouth. Big Mouth, thank you. All I could think it was Big Head for some reason. You know, they made a point of of saying that they are transitioning the voice actors on mm-hmm. those shows for those characters and everything, and which which is cool. But then I just thought this seemed very uh, tone deaf, contradictory to that. Gotcha. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yep. okay, all right. Nope. Um, I I see where you're coming from, but yes, yeah. You do not have to worry about it. They uh they have that base covered, I believe. All right. Um, one thing that I particularly, the only thing that I liked about the after show was, um, and his, I'm blanking on his name now, but the actor who did Skeletor's voice originally. Yeah. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. I want to say Oppenheimer, but it's not, it's no. Um, but he was on there and like watching him tear up a little bit talking about how, you know, at the end of the episodes back in the eighties, they would always have like a message, like a little PSA kind of thing. That was Alan Oppenheimer. Hmm. Yeah. He was the first guy that voiced Skeletor. Yes. Um, yeah. And then in this series, man, and yes, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I loved seeing him get all choked up about, you know, the messages because of, you know, he's like, we're talking to seven and eight year olds that, you know, are are possibly contemplating suicide. And, you know, we're trying to give them messages of hope and stuff like that. And it, it was cool. You know, I had forgotten about that aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, I always remember the G.I. Joe did it, but I had forgotten the He-Man did that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, I, I forgot as well. So, yeah, that was that was kind of cool. What else did you watch this week? I watched, uh, well, I watched the amazing stories episode that you had watched and talked about last week about the, the beings that trans that woke up the coma patients. Mm, yeah. I thought that was an interesting story. Yeah. Um, I, again, it's another one of these like slow burn kinds where mm-hmm. you know something's not right, but you're like, what's the twist going to be? And then when it's revealed, you're like, okay, um, yeah, that's that's cool. I don't know that it was the greatest story ever, but it definitely was better than the track star one. Um, and I don't know, I enjoyed it for what it was. Yep, yep same here. And it, it was nice to see Sawyer on TV again. <laughs> yeah, it made me think like, where the hell's he been? I can't remember the last time I saw him in something that wasn't lost. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Uh, I feel. Oh, I know where you saw him other than lost. You saw him as the ringer during the second paintball episode of community. That's right. The, the man in black. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I didn't watch the next episode. I just watched the one I'd missed. Did you and watch I didn't any more? Watch, nope. I didn't okay. watch the next one. Cause I knew you were only watching that one. Yeah. I didn't watch Megadoon. I watched the third episode. God, Julia and I laughed so hard at I'll that show. I'll have to catch up. Yeah. I'll have um, to catch up. It, it is so enjoyable. Like the humor is great. The story is fun. Um, just watching the reactions to the musical people and they even comment on it. Like at one point, the, the women are singing a song and Cicely Strong's like, wow, they really did not write well for women in musicals. Did they? <laughs> no, they didn't. Yeah. I do want to check that out. Um, 
again, my time is just getting eaten up. Like Kate and I, we did watch, we've been watching some um, MasterChef Legends. Mm-hmm. And like I expressed my disappointment last week in the episodes and how it's just them baking one, it's just them cooking one thing and that's it. It's not the competitions anymore. They're not like cooking to show skill and then cooking for elimination. They're just cooking for elimination. I don't know why they've changed the format up so much. Yeah, that's not fun. Like half the fun of the show was watching the competitions, watching the stuff that happens in between and hearing that, you know, getting the, the people talking behind the scenes and stuff. Or like they would take them off site and they would like cater something somewhere and they'd have to cook each side would have and, to cook and, and everyone would have a fucking meltdown on everyone else. Yes, exactly. And then the losing <laughs> team would then have to cook for elimination. They would sample everyone's food and the worst dishes who went home. Now they literally, they cook whatever theme it is they're cooking that week. They go around and talk to them about their dish while they're cooking. And then after they're done and they like sample their sauces or whatever. And then they decide what the top three are based on looks, I guess, and the little samples they had of like their sauce or whatever. Huh. And then they pick a winner and then they're safe. The top three are safe. A couple weeks have done the top four. And then they just pick the bottom three based on what looked the worst or seemed unorganized, or maybe their sauce tasted like crap or whatever when they were tasting it earlier. Mm-hmm. And of the bottom three, they sample the bottom of three's dishes, and then one of them is eliminated, and that's the end of the episode. It's really kind of just okay. It's a little disappointing, but I'm shrugging my shoulders, but I guess like whatever. Yeah. We thought about watching an episode of Hell's Kitchen. Oh, yeah. Just watching the preview of the season a little bit, the beginning of the first episode with people having meltdowns and swearing at each other and and arguing and fighting and backstabbing and on and on and on. We just, I just don't want to watch that. I just don't care about seeing something like that. Yeah, uh, that was always a hard one for me, too. Like, yeah. I love a good cooking competition, but it was the uh, what was it like? Basically, the real world parts where they're all sitting up in the dormitory and they're like, Oh fuck you. You're a fucking asshole. Everyone's smoking like a chimney. I was like, I don't want to watch this. I just want to watch the cooking parts. Right. Right. Show me the celebrity that comes into the chef's kitchen, you know, and and how they fail. And then Gordon yells at all of them. That's what I want to say. I will say this. They did something on hell on master chef this week that they should always do on chopped, which pisses me off when they don't. That. And what they what they did was is that they had everyone cook, and they gave them a, like a mystery box, like with the five ingredients, and they had to have all five ingredients in their dish. And one of the people forgot to use an ingredient. They had made this compound butter stuff they put in the fridge to chill, and they forgot to go get it and add it to their dish. And so they were in the bottom three, and it basically was like your 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 dish was delicious it was amazing your compound butter was outstanding but you forgot an element so you're eliminated it's a technicality but you're eliminated you're supposed to use all five good that's what they need to do on chop yes uh, i 100 percent agree they even said to him you don't deserve to go home alejandro's dish with all five elements was worse than yours however you forgot an element so on uh, due to a technicality you're eliminated yeah, because that's different from saying, you know, well, you kind of burned this or, well, you know, I liked four out of the five things on your plate, but not the fifth one. This right. is you were supposed to include five things. You only yep. included four. Goodbye. Yeah. So I do agree with that. Excellent. I do. Agree. I, do I did too. agree yeah. with that. Yep. And again, like I, they should have been doing that the whole time. 
Um, leverage. How many episodes are you up to? Um, I was trying to remember. Uh, the one that I just watched. God, uh, this was the one that was personal for our, our Mr. Wilson. So the tower, the ta- the building yes. that collapsed. Okay, yep. the tower job. All right, so I watched that as well. And um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's not great. It's average. Yeah, and it makes me wonder if the original show was this average as well. Um, it, it really does. Like I, I look at it through rose-colored glasses, and at the time it was phenomenal, or yep. at least for me it was awesome, wonderful, phenomenal. I know towards the end I was like, boy, this is getting a little bit hard to believe. But yeah, it um, it feels a little bland, not bad, bland. Yeah. It's really not, it's just, it's not must-see TV for me at all. Yeah. Like, it kind of, like, it was. Like, I remember it being, like, I couldn't wait to watch an episode. And now I'm watching it, and I'm just like, oh, it's all right. And I don't it, dislike uh, any of the characters. It's just, just all right. Yeah. It, um, if it wasn't for, like, scrolling through and Amazon being like, watch this next on my TV, I would probably forget about it each week. Or yeah. looking at my notes and saying, what did I talk about last week? Oh, that's right. I got to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah. It uh, just didn't. Yeah. I have not watched any of the new episodes because they have put up four episodes of the movies that made us. I have not watched those yet, but I do want to watch them. I'm very excited about it. But I, 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 uh, I do want to tackle those. Yeah. I'm planning on that as well. Um, I think the only other show I have to talk. Well, um, no Legends was on. Correct. Uh, the only other one I could think about that we need to talk about is American Horror Stories, unless I'm forgetting one. You are forgetting Dead Pixels. Oh, okay. I watched the first two episodes. As soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I watched the first two episodes of Dead Pixels. And I really just enjoy the hell out of this show. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a absurd. perfect half-hour show. Yeah, it's absurd. I mean, it really is absurd. Um, okay. So the first episode crates is, uh, it's been eight months since the last step, since the last episode, which it's actually been, eh, it's about that, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, um, they're getting the new, uh, what's it called? A new expansion expansion pack for their game. Yes. And it just caters to younger, as they call it, the Fortnite crowd. And but Nikki gets addicted to buying these new crates where it's like 10 bucks for like five crates and there's just junk in them. And it's what they do to kids to sucker kids into wasting their, their Robux or whatever money on things. Yeah. And Meg tries to just be like, it's OK. It's OK. Uh, this is our game. We can still make it work. We can still make it work. And um, because the new characters that are introduced are fishmen. Oh, my God. Yes. In the worst possible way. They really are. Nikki does find this good this good pattern of where he lures people in and murders them and takes their money and crowns and everything so he can buy more crates. So that's that's yep. funny. <laughs> um, Meg actually decides she's going to try to venture outside and talk to people. That doesn't go well for her because she's just become so used to just not leaving the house ever. Yeah. I truly feel like... She loves Nikki and Nikki loves her, but neither one of them have the balls to say anything to each other. Yeah, they kind of came close last season, but 
I, I think that their uh, wonkiness combined with their social anxiety and such will always keep them apart from each other. Yep. Um, Meg, their their third roommate, is worried about. Uh, sorry, Allison's worried about Meg because she's sitting down in the shower in the episode to take her shower because she gets a bit winded just standing up to shower <laughs> because, you know. She's in the saddle all day at work, and then she comes home, and she's in the saddle all day at home, and she takes better care of her pretend care, her her avatar in the game, making her meals, making sure she brushes her hair and sleeps than she does herself. I, I love the correlation there where, like, she's got her main character making up this fancy stew with all these different ingredients, and then she has her eat, and at the same time, she eats, like, string cheese in real life yeah. because yep. she's like, oh – as long as I'm watching her do it, then it's like I'm eating it myself. Yeah, nope, not even close. <laughs> not love it. even close. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a great, uh, it's a great show. So I particularly enjoyed these as well. Um, and being a gamer that I am, you know, I resonated with a lot of it. Uh, the loot crate thing is very interesting because uh, they show up. In every news cycle, you know, after a while, they'll go away and then they come back, especially European nations. There have been European nations that have uh, made them illegal because they have a what they call a gambling aspect to them. You know, you pay money, you open it up and there may be something good. There may not be something good. And the companies always try to get around it by saying, well, it's not game breaking. Um, You can't pay to win. The stuff that you're going to get in there is just cosmetic, but it still creates a uh, a gambling type thing. You know, it's like the people that do scratch tickets except for with scratch tickets you might win some money but in this case you know you you get items and they're randomized and they may be good they may be bad so you would see little kids doing this some places they have to actually disclose that this is a a gamble and that you know you'd be gambling and please be careful you know seek help if you have a gambling problem other places they've just made it illegal because of nikki's behavior which is really not uncommon um yeah, and it's funny because he makes the comment before he buys the crate, like, oh, I can feel an addiction coming on. Well, don't buy one then. No, I must do it. And now I'm addicted. Yeah. Yep. So basically what you just said, he's just mimicking like, oh, this is people hacked, act in real life. And they they really do. Yep. And yep. Uh, the expansion thing is a very real thing as well because yep. – you know, it, more often than not, it's the fans who care about the game more than the developers. And the developers are like, here, we made this for you. And the fans are like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. It is absolutely the fact that they are trying, all these games are trying to lure in new audiences. Well, I shouldn't say all of them. A lot of them are trying to lure in new audiences. And uh, they're trying to get kids because the kids are playing Fortnite, and with Fortnite, you've got the loot boxes, you've got the uh, the extra stuff that you can buy. So it makes sense, you know. You hear about these things like Pokemon Go making multiple billions of dollars since it came out. Yeah, all because of that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I understand it. Most of us who play the games, we watch for it, and we'll see like, oh, there's a new game coming out, and immediately we're waiting for the story that tells you whether or not they're going to have in-game items for sale. You know, whether it's cosmetics or it's level skips or experience boosters or whatever. And uh, yeah, so I felt the pain that they had in there. Um, I'm not big into gaming, as you know. 
Um, Correct. My youngest son loves him some Roblox. He doesn't play Fortnite. He likes Roblox and Minecraft. And we do let him, like he does chores and he has a chore chart and he likes to take his chore chart money when he earns it and buy Robux so -hmm. he can spend it in his game. And I, I think over the last year, we have probably spent at least a couple hundred bucks in Robux for absolutely nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even for like his birthday this year, if he like, Oh, get him a, get him a Robux gift card. Like people ask what he wanted. It's like, he doesn't really need any toys. We don't need clothes. Oh, get him a Robux gift card. He likes stuff like that. He got like a hundred bucks in Robux gift cards. Mm-hmm. Right. And well, no, he got like a hundred bucks in gift cards to buy Robux with it. And so he used all those that doesn't even count the chore money that he earns. You know, to 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 go do that and everything. It's like for yep. okay today. I go out of work. I go pick him up. I get home. My older kids are here waiting for the mother to come pick him up when I get home from work. Uh, the trash can because I put the trash out this morning is still up by the roadside. Now Wesley was at daycare, but he normally when he's home Mondays he bring it down to the put it away for me because he's six and he's responsible and that's a chore. Mm-hmm. So we get out of the v. Ve- I get out of the vehicle. And I'm opening the door to let Wesley out. And I say to Kanan, I go, gee, son, my 15-year-old, thanks for bringing the trash can down for me today. Oh, sorry, Dad. I'll go get it. Wesley yells him, don't you touch that trash can. That's my chore money. <laughs> and he jumps out of the van and just runs up the driveway so he can go get it. So he can. It's on wheels. you know. It's not like he drags the trash can, but it's on wheels. So that way he can bring the trash can down and put away where it belongs to get a chore marked off on the chore chart. Yep. So... So yeah. you definitely see it as well. You're not a gamer, but you're seeing it through yes. your kid. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? It really is. I think about it. It's like if this game came out, I wouldn't spend 200 bucks on it or 300 bucks nope. on it, whatever. But nope. yet, since he's gotten this free game, quote fingers, uh-huh. you yep. know, we. Yeah. So no wonder this these games make so much damn money. Freemium. That's what they're called. Yep. Free to start, but boy, you got all the stuff that you can buy. And then, you know, it's even more insidious than that because it'd be one like when games first started having DLC, it was a huge controversy because they're like, wait a minute, I paid for this game. Why are you charging me more for other stuff in it? You know, for the next yep. chapter or whatever. That's bullshit. You know, when I used to buy Nintendo games, I didn't, I got everything on the cartridge. You didn't sell me a, another part of the cartridge later. You would um, just make a sequel and I would buy yeah. the sequel. So you had DLC, which was like, okay, here's the next chapter or whatever, and that was bad enough. But now with these freemium games, you know, they probably have in-game events. So he's playing Roblox, and they're like, oh, look, here's the Midsummer Festival. Now you can get all these new skins, and you can get all these new outfits. And he'll be like, yeah, and you can only get them for a limited time. So spend your money now, because they'll be gone forever. Yep. (sighs) Good times. But it's a great show. It's a fun show. I enjoy it. Yes, I do too. Um, uh, and did you watch any other shows? Um, I did. Uh, I got to tell you, I've watched two. I watched three other shows. Uh, I watched the uh, Transformers, the first episode of the next part of this trilogy. Yeah. Um, it's good. Uh, I will tell you right off. They introduce the um, the Beast Wars characters. Uh, they do it in an interesting way, and you'll see that uh, in the episode. But um, yeah, I'm kind of ready to just be done with it. Not that it's bad. I'm just like, okay, kind of like with Masters of the Universe. I'm like, yep, um, ready to see did how they, this plays out. And be did happy. they drag it out too long? 
No, I'm just saying like we this is the third chapter of the uh, the Transformers thing, and this whole first episode of this part was introducing the Beast Wars, you know, the Maximals and the Predacons, and telling their backstory, but in a very slow way. Like it wasn't just like, Oh, Hey, here we are. Like there had to be mistrust and there had to be like discovering that they were transformers and this and this. And so, yeah. By the time you get to the end of the episode, you're like, okay, um, I just spent an entire episode getting backstory. Now I'm ready for the actual show. I also watched two other shows. Um, I'm up to the fourth episode of the white Lotus. I don't think you're going to like this show. Um, Oh no. Yeah. The, uh, the people in it are horrible people. And I don't mean horrible people is in like redeemable. I mean, like, you know, they're just, they're rotten people to watch and you pretty much hate everybody on the show for one reason or another. You either hate them because they're annoying. You hate them because they're a fucking douchebag. You hate them because they're an entitled little twat or you hate them because they are absolutely vapid and clueless, but everybody there is just, you, you just hate them. All right. I'm committed though, because I want to find out who's dead. You know, that was the whole mystery in the beginning is that somebody was either murdered or killed. I can't remember what he said, um, but somebody is dead and I want to find out what happened, but Jesus, it's a background show for me. And I'm telling you, don't bother. Cause I don't think you would like it. Okay. Um, and then the other one that I started watching this week, I don't know that you would like either. You may like it, um, but I watched the first episode of one of the original Apple TV Plus uh, series, which was uh, The Morning Show with Jennifer Aniston and Steve Carell and Reese Witherspoon. Oh, how was that? I liked it quite a bit. I don't know that you'd like it. Um, okay, how come? I mean, you well, know me very well, so I believe you, but I do. Um, so the first episode is an hour long. They're all an hour long or maybe like an hour and three minutes long. Um, but basically in the first episode, I'll lay it out for you. Uh, <laughs> we're supposed we're, we're basically introduced to this world where the morning show is this national news show. And they've got these two darlings, which are Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston. Um, they're like everyone refers to them as, you know, America's mom and dad or America's couple. You know, their hus their on air husband and wife type of thing, blah, blah, blah. So. It starts off with these phone calls where basically Steve Carell is fired because he has been um, HR has been investigating for weeks. He's got several complaints against him of sexual harassment. And uh, this is at the height of the Me Too movement. And so it's uh, it's a drama. The whole show is a drama and it's it's. Uh, talking about how he has, he feels that he wasn't in the wrong because he was just having affairs. Everybody has affairs. We all have affairs. Why, why am I getting crucified for this? This is ridiculous. These girls wanted it. Um, you know, there, I did nothing wrong and, uh, they were all consenting affairs. I don't know why they're turning on me now. And then Jennifer Aniston trying to deal with the fact that, you know, she's now got the stigma of this because, she was there next to him the whole time. Did she know about it? Uh, what did she do about it? But the whole thing is very, very uh, borderline political without actually being politics, but it's very much a drama about this kind of stuff uh, in the workplace and the national level. Um, and then they introduce Reese Witherspoon's character, who is a podunk uh, reporter out in some southern area. And uh, she... 
she makes national news because somebody she's at a coal mine protest and one of the guys is like he knocks down her cameraman so she flips out on him and starts screaming at him but she basically like calls him out on his bullshit because he's there protesting the coal mine and she's like tell me five facts about coal right now and he's like what she's like five facts about coal right now and he's like um it's a it's a good fuel source. She's like, mm, wrong. Another one. And she basically calls him out on it and says, you know, you're only here to protest without actually doing the facts and blah, blah, blah. So then they interview her on the show. Again, this is all the first episode. They interview her on the morning show to kind of do a piece on strong women to kind of steer into this thing. And uh, because of her candor on the show and how she throws it right back in Jennifer Aniston's face, uh, she gets tapped to be a new morning show anchor. So again, I enjoyed it. I thought that it was really well done and it has good writing and good characters. I don't know that you would though, because I know you're not a big fan of political or that kind of stuff when it's just straight up normal, modern drama. Yeah. It doesn't sound like I'm going to care about that too much. No. Oh, and we also found out that Jen Aniston and Steve Carell had an affair at least twice. With each other, you mean? Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Not surprised. Nope. But that's it for shows for me other than American Horror Stories. So American Horror Stories. <laughs> I've been waiting to talk to you about this one. Um, Man, if this was episode one, I would have been like, fuck this show. Uh-huh. Yep. I... I... It's called the naughty list. It's about, it's, it's basically about a killer Santa Claus, right? But in order to get there, (laughs) well, but it's called the naughty list. Yeah. So the premise is that's, I mean, like, so the kill, basically you have these four raging douchebags, uh, Zinn, Wyatt, James, and Barry, and they live, they have this, this house they live in a party house, if you will, that they call the bro house. And they're basically, they're influencers, quote fingers, um, they, I really hate the society we live in today where like a YouTuber is a thing. What's your job? I'm a YouTuber. Oh, okay. I mean, I guess good for them. They found some way to make money, but it's just anyhow, the four guys live in this house and they basically film content and put it on YouTube or Facebook or whatever it is, whatever the social media platform they're using in the show is to get followers they monetize things, they get sponsors, and that's how they make money, and they're making killer money. And one of the things they decide to do is film like film someone committing suicide at this bridge that they camp out at for like 16 days. Go ahead. I was just saying it's the Logan Paul thing, you know, where yeah, you got in trouble for that kind of thing. Exactly, yes, the Logan Paul thing. So the guy jumps off the bridge and dies. Well, because he jumps off the bridge and they put it up there and they're like, yeah, woo. But everyone's just like, fuck these fucking fucks. And they start yeah. losing followers like crazy. So then they decide, oh, let's try doing queer baiting, which is right, because thing. because this isn't their fault. You know, right. it, it must be that everybody's just too sensitive. Like none of these characters are likable. There's none of these characters. You, even like, you, even you, the one who tries to be the voice of reason is not like, yeah. by the way, played by uh, the guy who Kevin McHale, who was uh, Artie in Glee. Yeah, it was weird seeing him with long hair and out of a uh, wheelchair. Oh, shit. Yeah. So anyways, 
Um, so they do some queer baiting, and one of the guys, like every, like he just constantly just going no homo, no homo, which was just fucking annoying because like they do something that was perceived to be gay um, to get likes and views, and instead it just blew up in their faces again. So mm-hmm. then they decide to go back to the basics of basically being assholes and harassing people. So they go to the Santa's village at the mall because it's Christmas time. And one of them tells all the kids that Christmas isn't real and Santa's fake. And they make fun of the the elf girl um, who is uh, just doing her job. And then there's an actual like little person who's playing an elf and they make fun of him. So they just keep coming off like assholes worse and worse. And they're just so desperate to get followers and views and this and that. Uh, Danny Trejo is playing Santa Claus, and it's the one they cross at the mall. And then he spends the last 20 minutes of the episode brutally curling all of them at their at their bro house, and then putting it up on their their page, which they get five million viewers by the end when they're all dead. Yeah, it was so dumb. It was so fucking dumb. And the amount end, of shit that we had yeah. to slog through to get to that, like, yeah. Like you, I was watching this and I'm like, I fucking hate these guys. I do too. I hate everything about this. This is what I was talking about. These are the kind of people that you see on the white Lotus. Yeah. I was like, I fucking hate these guys. I hate everything about them. Why am I watching this episode? And then when I saw Danny Trejo, I'm like, okay, I will watch for Danny Trejo. That is it. Yeah. I knew he was going to be in the episode. I'm like, when are we going to see him? Oh, okay. He's playing the Santa that kills everyone. Great. I hope he kills all these motherfuckers. And he did. Yes. So, Thank you, Danny Trejo. Yeah, but I had to waste 40 minutes so I could watch the last 20 minutes of happiness. Yeah, and and that's unfair. They could have at least least hinted at it in the beginning or like shown us uh, a news headline that said that, you know, there was a murder in a mall or something like that or there was a Santa on the loose or something. Like, we get that 40 minutes in when she's like, this happened in another town and they did it there. Why couldn't we have gotten that in the beginning? So that we could have known what to expect. This was, this was brutal. I hated this. Yeah. You watch the movies. Oh, thank I'm sorry. You, Danny Trejo. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Danny Trejo for ending the misery of this garbageness. Like, I think that's going to be the name of this episode. Thank you, Danny Trejo. That works for me. Um, Okay. No, I did not watch any movies. Did you? I watched one movie. I did not finish watching a classic horror story, uh, but instead I watched Blood Red Sky. Oh, how was it? It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's a vampire story. Um, is, is it a vampire story, but they don't call them vampires? Because that seemed to be like the, um, the lead up did, to it. No, near the end, you're like, what the fuck are we going to tell them? There's vampires on the plane? Um, no, it's about a woman who, for all intents and purposes, says that she's suffering from leukemia. And she's flying from, I think, Germany <laughs> to New York or somewhere to meet a doctor who's going to help her. And then we do see her backstory of how she became a vampire and everything else. And then these guys hijack the plane and, um, well, she is called into action to save people. Quote fingers. Okay. Um, I did not dislike it. I enjoyed it, but we're, we're running into a thing now where it's like, I make my movie just over two hours long. People will like it. No, no, no. 
Um, if you're going to make a two hour movie, it's got to be a good fucking movie. <laughs> Otherwise, let's stick it to 90 minutes. OK. Yeah. Of course, the problem you run into there is that everyone probably thinks that their movie is a good movie and they're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Most of them are very wrong. Well, the problem is, is you have the Marvel movies and I, and I say that lightly the problem is, but the problem is you have like the Marvel movies or even, you know, pretentious shits like Zack Snyder who make three and a half hour epics like Endgame and Infinity War. And they're absolutely and like, like those absolutely fucking amazing. I want to see that movie because it's, you know, and it's three and a half hours and it's acceptable. You know, and then a short Marvel movie is still over two hours, but it's acceptable. It's excellent. It's it's two hours well spent. And so it's like, oh, well, look at Endgame. That was three and a half hours. I can make a two and a half hour movie. No, you can't. Endgame was a culmination of like 10 years and 20 movies. Like that was you needed that time to tell that story. You didn't need that time to tell this story. Right. That's for sure. OK, Um. But yeah, like I said, I I didn't uh, I didn't dislike it. I did enjoy it. Um, it was a cool vampire story, if you will, non-traditional. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyhow, yeah, cool. That's where I'm at there. I uh, yeah, I didn't watch any movies. Didn't really have time this week. Uh, I'm planning on changing that up this weekend. I got a few movies that I want to check out. So, and of course, the new Suicide Squad comes out. Yes, that comes out this week. Yeah. Um, the Last Mercenary just got released on Netflix a couple days ago. It's a French film with Jean Claude Van Damme that I need to check out. You let me know how that is because I don't know if I, I will. can bring myself to watch. I it. will. <laughs> So, uh, trailers and news. Yeah. Not a lot there either. Um, uh, we got a trailer for ghostbusters afterlife. That was excellent. That actually makes me want to watch the movie more than the other trailer did. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, I love the little PS at the end of it too. Yeah. I thought that was pretty awesome. You just hear, you know, you see the hand pick up the phone. You hear Dan Aykroyd's voice. We're closed. I was like, Ooh, nice. I did. I did thoroughly enjoy the fact that it's like, oh, those look like those would be Egon's kids. Yes. Yes, they did. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Um, I'm trying to think. What day did we record? Uh, Monday. Last week was. Or was it okay. Tuesday? No, it was Tuesday. I okay. had to work Monday. Oh, was it? it doesn't matter. All right. So. Oh, Corey, you sent me the Corey Feldman <laughs> Tommy vs. Jason movie that is just going to be fucking garbage, so let's just move yeah. on. Well, I, my buddy uh, John, I sent it to him, too, because he's a bit of a uh, horror fan, and he's like, yeah, who better to listen to on a Friday the 13th reboot than a washed-up celebrity who played a child in 20 minutes of the one film? Like, yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Uh, you sent a trailer for American Horror Story double feature, Bad Omen Season 10. Have um, no interest. I'll I'll try to watch it probably. Yeah. Um like I said, you know, every American horror story from the beginning, I get so far into it and then I'm like, nah, I just don't like this. And so it, I get less and less into them. You know, it's yeah. like maybe I made the whole season of the first one. And then the second season I probably made it halfway through. And then, you know, it's got diminishing returns. So this one I don't even want to check out. I don't blame you. 
Um, uh, you sent me some interesting trailers. I sent you the trailer for the card counter. It's got mm-hmm. Oscar Isaacs in it. Uh, yep. He's he tells us apparently the, the synopsis is it tells the story of an ex-military interrogator turned gambler haunted by the ghosts of his past decisions. <laughs> I don't know how good it looked. I'll probably check it out at some point. Netflix or or wherever it comes out. It's supposed to be in theaters, but if if, if I stumble across it, I'll probably check it out. Yeah. What did you think of the trailer for Lamb? I thought it was atrocious. <laughs> Yeah, like that—that's a huge fucking disappointment, isn't it? Not a disappointment. Yeah. Like, like what that's is like this? That's like some hereditary level shit. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it takes place in Iceland, Iceland, I mean, and it stars uh, Numi Rapace. I don't uh-huh. know how to pronounce her name, but you know she's done some pretty well-known stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, this doesn't look great at all. No. This looks downright like kind of bad. Like creepy. And, yeah. and but not in like a horror movie kind of way, just in like a why are you people treating a lamb like your child and dressing it up in clothes and then some big and, sheep and the other lambs them. want the child back from like I don't yeah it was weird yeah it was fucking weird you sent news about Jodie Whittaker leaving Doctor Who along with showrunner Chris Chimble, uh, Chib- Chibnall yeah which we all kind of knew was coming anyway i mean modern doctors last three seasons that they day. said three seasons and done and essentially she's getting the one more series and then next year what is it four specials same way uh tenant did it and that's gonna wrap up her doctor who career yep so uh, who's gonna be the new doctor is it gonna be the other woman doctor that we met see I, I would like that, but I think that that's too obvious, and I think that she is meant to be almost like the master, like a pop-up yep. foil here and there. Yep. So I don't I don't think that'll be the case, but we could be wrong. Yeah, we could be, but I'm just excited for more Doctor Who this year. I am too. I miss it. I do um, too. I sent you the trailer for Vivo on, Me- on Netflix. Yep, you yeah, did. I don't care about that. You said some um, news about Hawkeye release date and first look revealed. Yeah, November twenty fourth, we're getting Hawkeye, and now they've uh, they've said that it'll probably be the beginning of two thousand twenty two before we get Ms. Marvel. Yep, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, uh, quote: They have started filming Clerks three at the Quick yes. Stop. It's going to yes, be a, three, a very short three weeks of filming. Yes. But, I mean, there can't be a lot that they're doing with it, you know? Right. But I'm excited. I, I'm i holding out hope it's going to be he's returning to his roots and it's going to be good. Yes, me too. Please let it be good. Just please let it be good. <laughs> uh, they released not a trailer but a featurette for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Which, okay, between this featurette being better than the trailer makes me want to watch it more than the trailer did, and the Green Knight featurette being better than the trailer makes me watch it more than the trailer did. They just need to read feature, release featurettes, like little yeah. two-minute documentaries explaining characters of the movie or something. Exactly. Instead of like showing us just clips from the movie and like dramatic music and lines and stuff, yeah, like you said, just give us some backstory. Give us some explanation, and boom. Yeah, because it, it's that, like, you know, the most popular trailers out there are the honest trailers because it's funny, but also because the guy's explaining shit. Yes, exactly. But yeah, g- give me these little two minute featurettes instead, because the featurette for Shang-Chi looks 
a thousand times better than the trailer does. Yeah. Yeah. And it draws me right into the world. I'm like, yes, awesome. And they tied it back to Iron Man. Yes. Yes, they did. Um, AP bio. You sent me that Bruce Campbell's joining the cast. I don't know if it's going to make me want to watch it or not. Uh, I've enjoyed the show. I, I can't give it a hard sell, but I have enjoyed the show. Patton Oswalt's great. Um, it's a fun little sitcom type thing. Yeah. Uh, but Bruce Campbell coming onto it, I'll check it out for that. I mean, I'm already dedicated to some of it. So, uh, you sent me the trailer for Venom Let There Be Carnage. Um, I definitely want to see it more than I did before, but yeah. it's still. I don't know. Like the Venom movie was good by. If you I ignore that there was movies. ever a comic book at all, yes, the Venom yes. movie was good. Like for a standalone why, movie. And they still are changing stuff up. Like the fact that in this one, towards the end of the trailer, like Venom retreats inside of Eddie, and Eddie's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "That's a red one." What? 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 What does that have to do with anything? Right. Yeah. I'll let you eat all kinds of people. You will. All right. Here I come. Yeah. 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 So I'm sure that I'll watch it like when it hits Netflix or HBO max or whatever. And yeah. I'm sure that I will enjoy it, but for what it is, not because it's going to be a good movie. Um, so who is the new character we saw in the trailer? Uh, Shriek. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Another symbiote, I believe. Yeah. And then you sent me some news about Expendables 4. Basically, Sylvester Stallone uh, put a picture up on Instagram that he has finished the ring for Expendables 4. And it's a little a little big, but it'll give you some good finger muscles. Yeah. There's also one other piece of news that I think is interesting because it's really kind of like everywhere I turn, it's popping up is uh Scarlett Johansson is suing Disney. Yes. And I read the article about that. Did you read the updates? Because so far she's filed suit. Disney has fired back and now her team is fired back again. No, I have not read the updates. I just read the initial suit that she sued them because her, her income that she could have earned from, the movie was based on the ticket sales, if you will, based on the box office. There we go. Correct. Yeah. And and basically saying that that was in her contract and by them um, releasing it to Disney Premier Access as well, that they fucked her over on that. Yeah. Um, they put out a statement and they, it, like on its surface, it looks like they're trying to be nice. But yeah. they basically say, oh, uh, they throw her under the bus and they're like, oh. We made this decision because apparently Scarlett doesn't understand the impact of COVID and what it's had on the world. And we did this because of COVID and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, she already has made $20 million on this. So, you know, we've worked with her and we're trying to make sure that she gets all the money that she deserves. So basically making her sound like a petty bitch. Yeah, that really does. And trying to say that she's not being, um, you know conscientious of COVID and the impact yeah. it's had on everybody. And you've already got 20 million. What do you want? So that everybody will be like, what a greedy bitch. No, no. The, the, wow. Because at the same time, um, 
they said that uh, Kevin Feige is pissed off as well. He hasn't made any public statements, but the the rumor mill is that he is also very angry at the way that Disney handled this. Uh, and apparently Emma Stone is weighing her options to do the same thing for Cruella. So this and then could turn I read into that, a big, big thing. Well, then I read that they asked The Rock about if he was going to do that because of what they did with uh, the Jungle Cruise movie. And The Rock was like, no. <laughs> and then he smiled, and everyone was like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's nope. The Rock, but he smiles all as well. Because The Rock's probably like, I got shit tons of money. And right. Moves on. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, okay, at the same time, if you make $20 million on the movie, uh, honestly, kind of like, shut the fuck up. Like... <laughs> I mean, realistically, like with $20 million, you, you are set for life. You will want for nothing ever. Your children will want for nothing ever. Yep. You know? Uh, so, yeah. Just. And that's just on this one movie. Yeah. That's I not could have made 50 million. Yeah. Like, how yeah. much stuff do you need? It is it is hard to, like, I understand the principle of the thing. And I understand, you know, if your contract says this is what you're getting and then they fuck you over with something like that, I get that. But, yes, you are absolutely right. It is hard to feel sorry for someone when we're grinding our knuckles to the bone, you know, eking out a living at a nine to five job. And you've got these people who are like, I was on set for 18 days and I made 20 million dollars. Yeah, go. Exactly. Exactly. Go fuck yourself. It is hard to feel sorry for them. Yeah. No, I have. Yeah, I have no interest in feeling sorry. No. Nope. Yeah. <sighs> so no interest. I think that's about it for me this week. That's it for me, too, really. Cool. Yeah. Not, not surprising. I mean, it's still there's still not a lot going on to record yeah. to report on. But right. Oh boy. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's really everything for me. So I'm on Twitter. I'm superstar Mel. I am the quantum geek G three, three K. That's our show today. We'll talk more at your faces next week. Mm -hmm. Well, your ear holes at least. Ear holes.